On this episode of Houndcast, I sit down with Sharon Zondag, parent of 2013, to talk about the Helen and R.K. Laros Foundation. This foundation is receiving our Shining Star Community Partnership Award, which will be presented at the Shining Lights Award Ceremony on Friday, April 21st. Sharon has been the executive director for 10 years and is an essential part of the partnership between the foundation and Moravian. And with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're probably very, very busy being the executive director to the Helen and R.K. Laros Foundation. So just to kick it off, can you tell me a little bit about the foundation and how you got involved? Absolutely. The Helen and R.K. Laros Foundation was established in 1952 by both Helen and R.K. to meet the needs that they had to support the community. The early giving was largely coming from Helen, though we like to say the foundation was in many ways established at her behalf. That's 70 years last year that the foundation celebrated of giving to the community. So it's been a long and consistent commitment to Bethlehem. Some support goes outside of Bethlehem, but largely the founders asked from the beginning that support go to the community that made them successful in the Laros Silk Mill. So that's kind of neat because it's it means that the foundation lives in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. I was actually down at the Industrial Museum and I saw the Laros Foundation on a few of the, the plaques. So I was very excited to see that. Yeah. R.K. Laros was deeply invested in the community. He served on a number of boards, St. Luke's Hospital, Bach Choir. He was part of the Bethlehem Authority that established our water system that we enjoy to this day, and many, many more. Um, The Boys and Girls Club, his wife was involved with. He was deeply involved in running the campaign to raise the money for the YMCA, and he was chair of the board, not only when they broke ground, but when they dedicated the building. And that commitment continues to this day with the trustees and the descendants of Helen and R.K. Their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren are involved with the board, which is really wonderful. And you asked how I got involved, and I was very fortunate because the foundation came to me in 2013 to see if I'd be interested in stepping into the roles of their longtime executive director who was leaving. And I wasn't able to at the time. And then I ended up launching my own uh, consulting business, and I was able to work with Laro um, through my business uh, through SJZ Consulting LLC. So that was kind of neat. It came together within a few months, and I started working with them in January 2014. So it'll be, I'm in my 10th year with the foundation. (laughs) Does it feel like the 10th year? No, not at all. Yeah. So I know you give out grants to a lot of different organizations in the community. Um, how does the foundation decide who who gets those grants? Well, it's a year-long process. It actually starts in January. And nonprofits in the Bethlehem community will reach out to us and ask if we would consider a proposal from their organization in the current year. And then I usually meet with them to talk about the proposal. And ultimately, if it's a grant that's going to move forward, we set up a Zoom meeting so that trustees from all over the world can get together for a presentation from the local nonprofit 
about the proposal they expect to submit in the given year. This year's proposals will be accepted between October 3rd and 10th, and we've already opened discussions with a half a dozen nonprofits who plan on applying this year. The trustees receive somewhere around 20 proposals annually, and they've been able to support between 10 and 15, so between 50 and 75 percent, not always with the full amount that's requested, but they're able to do a lot of good for a lot of organizations. The trustees meet once a year. They take all the proposals that have come in and they actually vote on them in advance. And when they get together, all of that information and data has been compiled. We're now working with the Lehigh Valley Community Foundation who receives all of our proposals. So the trustees are able to go into LVCF's portal, review the proposals and make decisions. And then when they get together for their annual meeting, a lot of the groundwork's been done, and they vote on those organizations they'd like to fund. And of course, part of the decision-making is the nature of the proposal and who the other organizations are that are applying. So if you only have a certain amount of money, you have to decide where your money, your resources can do the greatest good. And the trustees are really good at making those assessments, and they've invested in everything from the Steel Stacks campus that you know today, they were early supporters of that when Jeff Parks had the vision and the chairs at the time, R.K. Laros Jr. and one of his trustees, uh, Gordy Maurer, were able to see what Jeff was seeing. And the trustees invested quite a bit of their resources in that campus over a period of time. They've also been investors in uh, Northampton Community College's Southside campus in the National Museum of Industrial History. And uh, the charter requires them to support St. Luke's Hospital. So they are number one in terms of recipients of R.K. Laros and Helen's resources annually. And of course, we can't fail to mention Moravian University. They rank in the top 10 of individual organizations that have received support since 1952. 1952. And that was, I was going to kind of segue into the Shining Lights Award that you guys are getting. Uh, you're getting the community partner one, which is really exciting because you guys do so much. Uh, we're really excited to show everyone how appreciative we are and that you are very deserving of this. Can you tell me about some sort of partnership you did recently with Moravian? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Um, the reason that we're so supportive of Moravian University is not just that it's a wonderful institution, but there's also a family tie. All of the Laros daughters attended Moravian. So R.K. Laros gave the commencement speech at the university, which was a college, of course, at the time, at a prep school. Um, he gave the address for commencement in 1936. I know that because there was a researcher on campus at Moravian who went through all of the history for Laros and found that, that wonderful bit of information, which was so delightful. Uh, so there's been a long and consistent relationship. But one of the most recent partnerships was for the chapel in uh, Comenius Hall. There's been a great undertaking to restore the windows in the chapel to preserve the integrity of the chapel and the building but also to make sure that people in the chapel are having the best experience possible. And Laros was able to contribute to that project very happily. 
uh, a couple of years ago. And one of the proposals we're talking about now is for the hub, uh, the new hub that will be uh, coming. We've had two Moravian uh, presidents serve as trustees on the RK Lar Helen and RK Laros Board of Trustees. So they always were able to bring great projects to the board to consider. Uh, I have been in the chapel since the cleaning of the glass, and it's gorgeous. The light coming through, it's just, even though it's a very cold chapel, um, it's so warm with the light. <laughs> and they were able to restore the, the framing and the structure that holds the glass in place and make a big difference in preserving it for decades to come. Because if we're not good stewards of that which we've been blessed with, then it won't be here for future generations. And Laros has been really happy to be a part of that. Before we continue with the rest of this episode, we have a promo about an upcoming event. Believe it or not, spring is right around the corner. So mark your calendar. The Alumni Family Easter Egg Hunt will be on Saturday, April 1st at 10.30 a.m. We welcome all alumni and their families to join. To register, please visit the alumni events page. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the episode. Um, so you've been the executive director for a decade. Is there any moment or event or specific grant that you have immense pride in? Actually, I think one of the things that I'm proudest of, and there are a couple, but is this book. It's a story of R.K. Laros, the man, his family, his business, and his philanthropy. And we were able to research and write this book in partnership with Moravian University. We had a student, Jeremy Hackey, class of 2015, who actually worked on this project with us. He's a tremendous researcher and did an amazing job writing this 80-page history. And we had a Moravian College at the time editor, and we had a Moravian College student who actually did all of the photography that was used throughout the book. And her name is Taylor Jennings, class of 15, and the editor was Mary Grace Joyce, class of 16, and the research and writing was done by Jeremy Hackey, class of 15. And we had two professors that were involved as well, uh, Joyce Pinnefeld, author. She actually was in charge of this project and supervising the students. So we're very grateful to her and the other faculty that collaborated with her. But this is on our website today. We actually sell the book. And it's a great compendium of the family and business and philanthropic history. And we couldn't have done it without Moravian. So I'm very, very proud of that. And particularly because I have such a good relationship with Jeremy that I stay in touch with him. And he's just back from Japan where he spent five years teaching English. And he just moved back uh, to the States. He's married and uh, lives in Michigan now, I believe. It's so nice to hear just how connected you are bringing in Moravian to the foundation. It seems like they're very just intertwined with each other. I mean, just Helen and RK Laros Foundation is Bethlehem. It's, they're everywhere. So you must be very proud. I am. And we've worked with other interns as well that have been very meaningful to us. We spent a few years researching the purpose behind each and every grant 
and it meant we had to read through all the minutes back to 1952, and I worked with interns to accomplish that. And I also have had uh, interaction of work with interns who helped me to craft the Wikipedia page, which we haven't successfully posted yet, but we expect to at some point soon. But we, we have a continuing and ongoing relationship with Moravian, and we really respect the integrity of the institution and the, the quality of the students and the, their investment in the projects that we work on is just exceptional. Yeah, we don't have the relationship with Lehigh or Northampton. It's all with Moravian. Um, so if you if somebody was interested in applying for a grant, um, can you explain how to do so? On our website is information about how to apply and sample questions that will be part of the proposal process for October of 2023. And there's a a requirement that you reach out to the foundation and talk to me first about the proposal. And it's not in order for us to be difficult, but in order for us to collaborate with the nonprofit so that we put together a good proposal and make sure that the nonprofit has the best possible chance to receive funding from the trustees. Kind of switching a little bit. You're not only the executive director of this foundation, but you are also a parent of an alum. You're a very proud parent, uh, class of 13. Uh, so Marissa started there in 2009, our oldest daughter, and she actually applied to about 10 colleges up and down the East Coast. and. We ran all over the country, out the East Coast, looking at colleges. And in the end, she said, I just want to apply to Moravian. Or I want to, she applied everywhere. She got accepted everywhere. But she wanted to go to a Moravian. She's an equestrian. And she knew the equestrian team and the riders at the university college at the time. And she was determined to go there. She rode on the equestrian team. She was the captain of the team for four years years and she's currently the advisor and also the assistant coach at Moravian where she also works as a leadership gift officer. So she's had a deep connection to Moravian starting back in 1997 when she started first grade at Moravian Academy. (laughs) So she has Moravian in her DNA. Very much so, Greyhound through and through. And I was very fortunate during her time there to um, have the college reach out and ask if I would consider representing parents on the brand new leadership council. And I did do that for several years and really enjoyed it and met a lot of great people at the time and worked on a subcommittee to raise money on behalf of the institution. So that was a great experience as well. And I, you know, to work with alums and ultimately I added other parents to the committee over the years but that was a terrific experience and I'm really glad that Moravian and Julia Gustafsson reached out and asked if I would consider that. That's great Um, and just because I'm a huge fan of Marissa I'd like to point out that she got a really uh, honorable equestrian award last year. I didn't know. I'm pretty sure she got um, nationally ranked well, probably she she competed nationally and came in first, but you know, unless I can ask the right questions, I don't often get the whole story. I think she has so much going on. It's just another day in paradise for Marissa. 
She's quite a rider. Oh my gosh. Well, she's quite a worker too. I'm very uh, graced with her presence all the time. Good, Dylan. I'm so glad. I'm glad you're there too. I don't know if you're aware or not, but I had just established a scholarship at the college at the university a few years ago. And it was it has been in my estate plans for over 10 years. I finally decided that I was getting old enough that I wanted to experience the joy of having this commitment to the institution during my lifetime. So I set up the scholarship uh, a couple of years ago to fund it over a number of years. And it's been a great experience. And I'm so excited. It's named for both of my daughters, Marissa and Mallory. Um, Mallory, I asked if she wanted a scholarship at her institution, and she said no. And so we set it up in both of their names. Um, and it's a way for our family to stay connected to Moravian in all the years to come. Um, is that scholarship open to any and all students? It's open to any and all students that are studying history. That was Marissa's request because that was her major. And if they don't have students that they find have the need or are eligible as history majors, they obviously go on to other students. Is there anything new that's going on with the foundation that you're looking to share with, with our listeners? Well, we just celebrated 70 years last year. So now we're headed for three quarters of a century. And I think the other thing that I'm so proud of to be a part of Laro is their fidelity to the original purpose of the foundation. Helen and RK wanted to support the community that made them successful. And the trustees of today have a commitment to fulfilling that objective. And they are true to purpose consistently year in and year out. And I have the pleasure of working with a fabulous board. As I said earlier, um, the chair is the grandson of Helen and RK. And the vice chair is the great granddaughter or the granddaughter-in-law of Helen and R.K. And they have several great grandchildren that are serving on the board. We call them our fourth generation. And that's that's so cool to be able to reach across time and stay connected to the original purpose of the foundation through today's generations and teach the youngest. We have two associate trustees who've just graduated from college to be able to work with them to make sure that they understand the, the workings and the objectives of the foundation for the, the years to come. It's a great honor and a privilege. Yeah, well, investing in the community is so essential, um, which makes the foundation so essential. So we are just so excited to have you on campus on Friday, April 21st uh, in the Sally Building on campus uh, to award you that community partner. We're, we're looking forward to it. We really are. It was terrific. And good luck with the rest of the semester and to you and to Moravian. And thank you again. Yeah, for having us today. Definitely, definitely. So I'm excited to meet you in person um, in April. Yeah, that'd be a rare sighting. I try to do everything by Zoom that I can. <laughs> well, if we need to, we'll Zoom you in, but... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm coming in person. Oh, good, good. Thank you so much, Dylan.